even when the economy hits a rough spot, real estate has been so steady as a hard asset. It's maintained its value. It's essential for people to have a place to live in. And so I particularly love investing in what's called the class B apartments. If you're interested in how highly successful investors overcome limitations and become unstoppable forces of success, you're in the right place. The Conscious Investor Podcast features weekly conversations with real estate investing experts and delivers a Monday mindset episode to help launch your week with intention. If you believe success is for everyone willing to think, then do, these conversations will be your weekly rocket fuel. Conscious Investor, so happy you are here again. You may have noticed recently that we've been making a huge shift in the content on the podcast. And I wanted to talk to you specifically and deliberately about that. Now, the shift has already been taking place. And really, honestly, I have to apologize right now because I kind of failed. I didn't tell you that that shift was coming. And in the podcast realm, I mean, as a podcast host, I should have prepared you for that. So uh, my apologies. But I think that you've been enjoying it. I've noticed by the reviews that you've been leaving that you have been enjoying it. By the way, if you haven't already left a rating and review on your favorite place, please make sure you do that. It's a great way to put wind in the sails and support the show. But about that shift. So there are tons of podcasts out there available right now that are how to become an active syndicator, how to become a better investor. And while those shows are really great for those of us who are active in the space, well, Conscious Investor, you love your job. You like where you are and it's not like you want to leave it, but you really want to invest better. And so I'm really making an intentional effort to bring guests on the show. Some of them are active investors and passive investors, just like myself, some of them are only passively investing, which is very much like you. I know that having role models in my life has really helped me level up over the years. And that's what I want the show to be able to support you on these special Thursday episodes where we bring investors on. So guess what? No surprise then that today you're going to be hearing from someone who is just an absolute rockstar passive investor. And Kathy is just phenomenal. You're going to find her over on LinkedIn. Obviously, you know, you've heard me say it a million times. LinkedIn is my favorite social media platform. And so you're going to make sure that you're going to connect up with her there. And obviously that will be in the show note to her LinkedIn bio and everything. But how about this? Let's start talking to Kathy and see what's going on. Kathy, so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's going to be great. So we're going to just dive in. We've already had a really great conversation off air. And I just want to dive in because this change in the format and being really intentional about it brings up a whole different level of curiosity for me. And I just have a tendency to follow the path of curiosity. And so it's always fascinating to me how people even find or learn or discover, however you want to phrase it, passive investing. I didn't even know what, quote, passive investing was and that it had this name and everything. So can you just kind of tell me how you discovered that definition or how you you found yourself in it? And we'll start yeah, there. Happy to do so. So my husband and I kind of stumbled on it. So we were living in a townhome before I was going to go to graduate school. And our, my graduate school was upstate in Chicago. We were living in California in the Bay Area. So we knew that we would have an empty house for two years. It was back in 2008 where the real estate 
taint, right? So selling wasn't really an option unless we wanted to sell for half price. So we ended up renting that out. That was our first foray into passive income. And we kind of fell in love with it, really. The the monthly paycheck that we would get it from the renters there that were paying for the mortgage and just being able to be somewhat hands-off and still get that income was amazing. And we wanted to do that more. And so we scaled with single families for a while. It became a little too cumbersome for us. And so that's when we looked to understand, was there a way where we could be even more hands-off, right? Because with single family homes, there's different roofs. Everyone, we'd have to look through the financials. And although we had a property manager managing them, we were still somewhat hands-on and plug into each of the individual homes. Mm-hmm. So that led me to kind of search for ways to continue with the passive income growth, but on a larger scale. And that's where syndications came in and where we I found that apartment syndications were even more truer passive income, where we really found a property that we liked and we were able to give them a check without having to make sure the toilets were good, the tenants were okay, all of that, just completely hands-off. And uh, for us, that helped us with kind of our life and work balance so much that we just stayed with that passive income through apartment and syndication investing going forward. Oh, this is so fascinating. So I was literally speaking with an investor that I met recently, and we're having one of those typical discovery calls that we need to have so we can identify what investor goals are and everything. And he is from the Bay Area as well. By the way, I grew up in Modesto, which I was like, as I'm like very familiar with the stomping grounds of the Bay Area. And he and his family became unexpected investors as well during the last recession. They were like, well, they were making a transition because their family was transitioning and it didn't make sense to sell. They were upside down and they didn't want to short sell it. So it was like, let's just rent it out. And it totally made sense for them. So I love that. I mean, it's just phenomenal that instead of having a negative situation in your life, like where, gosh, you didn't say this, but like a lot of people, I'm not saying your family, but a lot of people would have been upside down on their properties in 08. I mean, we were like, I understand real estate because my bloodline is residential real estate. And so it's like, instead of seeing the negative, like, oh, this isn't the right market to sell in. It's like, oh, where's our opportunity? So Yes. I love to adapt. And along the way, like it's been powerful because being in the Bay Area, a lot of the jobs have a lot of transitions as well. One of them, which is actually, I went through two potential kind of layoff situation. So one of them, when I was working for Philips Healthcare, I was working in San Jose and they were actually closing the entire office and moving it to Ohio. So unless we were going to be able to hightail it to Ohio, you were out of a job, right? And my second one was when one of my jobs were acquired. So both of them were like, everyone was going to lose their jobs, but I think for me, having that extra stream of passive income gave me so much peace of mind because at least with my the second potential layoff, I already had kids at that time and my husband was working, which is great, but just knowing that half of our income was gone would have been much more stressful had I not also had those passive income streams. So when you said powerful, it really is in the sense of just even emotionally and mentally... (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and for your kids to even, depending on what age kids are uprooting them. When I was a public school teacher, I saw kids transition and they're fine. So if you move your kids around, they're not, it's not the end of the world, but there is something special about deep rooted friendships that go back for decades that you can say, I went to school I personally went to school with kids, the same kids from like kindergarten through graduating high school. And I'm in contact with those people. There's something about that that's really special. It's a very rare gift these days. So yeah, that well, peace of mind. We weren't is ready to move for the job. So <laughs> <laughs> well, let's face it, you didn't want to go from the Bay Area to Ohio. Okay. The truth be told, right? My husband grew up in Ohio, to be honest. But okay. yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> he didn't want to go back to Ohio. But passive investing, it sounds like gave you the ability to just adapt and transition without feeling this intense stress, which would just be miserable. Yeah. I mean, it goes beyond even just kind of the layoff situations. For me, when my last job was at Invisalign Clear Aligners, and that was in San Jose, and I was living in the East Bay. So mileage-wise, not very far, but from a commute perspective, it was three hours a day. And my kids were in daycare and starting school, kindergarten, first grade at that time. And so as a mom, I wanted to be present for their school events, but with a three-hour commute, it was just super stressful because I felt like I wasn't able to be present mentally, emotionally at work or at home because one or the other was constantly weighing on me. And I just happen to be one of those really ambitious people when it comes to the work too, right? And so I love being on top of things. I hate leaving tasks undone, but I hate it when I'm with my kids and that task list is still running in my mind, right? And I wanted to find a better balance with it all. And so that was another just kind of virtue that I think passive income really helped wrap my mind around because it gave me more freedom to do what was important for me, knowing that I can rely on a very steady cash flow coming in through my passive investments as well. Gosh, a conscious investor, I think you can relate to this. We feel pulled. We feel pulled in a lot of different directions because we do love our jobs and we love our families and we want to have hobbies and friendships. And gosh, the ability to have that passive income coming in can really like stitch everything together. So you've discovered, what else were you looking at? Were you looking at other investment options aside from syndication for passive investing? Yeah, so we still do have stocks and we're invested in some 506B e-commerce things. So we're a bit diversified and we have other hard assets as well. But especially during these times where the economy has been rocky, I'm seeing the virtues of real estate really stand out across my portfolio right now. Obviously, stocks have been incredibly volatile, right? And you just don't know which way it's going to go. Whereas even when the economy hits a rough spot, real estate has been so steady as a hard asset. It's maintained its value. It's essential for people to have a place to live in. And so I particularly love investing in what's called the class B apartments, which is kind of Mm -hmm. the more blue collar or gray blue collar housing where it's not the super high end. It's not kind of the slums. It's kind of in between, which I love because regardless People will have to housing and it's that kind of middle ground housing where everyone will need to be in. It's almost like if we had Goldilocks and she had the different porridges and everything 
And a lot of marketers do this. They have the Goldilocks effect and it kind of everything leads towards the middle ground. And so that luxury class A or that class C, two different resident profiles, but the B fits most everybody at some point. And we can transition up from the C to the B, or we can transition down from the A down to the B and still be satisfied and comfortable. I would love to know how did you and your husband go about deciding, okay, this is our investment criteria. We're going to invest in these apartment syndications. How did you guys educate yourself? And how did you determine what your investment criteria was? Yeah. So I talked a little bit earlier that I had a three-hour commute to work. So during those three hours, guess what I did? Listen to podcasts. (laughs) Exactly. That was the best way for me to better utilize time that I'm stuck in traffic, right? So I listened to podcasts constantly, every single day, learn the different areas. You know, some podcasts are about storage or apartments. What was I most comfortable with? For me, it just happened to be a part. Aside from that, we also started to go to some of the local meetups. So that's where I got to like actually live in person, meet other people that are in the space, which was great because I think it's nice to have that dialogue sometimes with other people. Hey, what do you think about this? Because with podcasts, it's a lot of education, but then it's hard to have that back and forth. So I enjoyed meetups tremendously that way. And these days, there's so many online ones that people can join as well. So those are the main ones that I started off with. These days, I go to conferences and things like that as well. But to start off with, I think podcasts are the best. Absolutely read also. Everybody, mm-hmm. for me, uh, the purple book, <laughs> Rich Dad, Thank Poor Dad, was a pivotal book that I think really changed my mindset around passive investing and understanding that with my W-2, a lot of my income was taxed. And I didn't really understand the implications of that until I read that book. And even educating myself on what tax savings are there from passively investing in apartments and listening to podcasts and experts in that field really drove home. My take-home pay could be significantly higher if I invest appropriately. And that was so significant and really changing our wealth. Okay. I know the conscious investor and we've had real estate CPAs and things like that, but you're right. When we can hear real people, real stories, relatable and things like that. Are you comfortable? Can you unravel a little bit about how that savings translated over? Yeah. Like tax wise and just break that down for your family. So for ease of math, if I, let's say I invested $100,000 into an apartment syndication and a cost segregation study was conducted, usually a syndicator will let you know in advance how much of the investment you can expect, what percentage of the investment has bonus depreciation. So let's say the syndicator tells you that 80% of your investment will go to bonus depreciation. So if I invest $100,000, $80,000 of that $100,000 I invest can be deducted against my passive income. So that's essentially tax-free income, which is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I don't think that many people understand the nuances. By the way, I don't have an episode number, Conscious Investor, and I apologize, but Brandon Hall, real estate CPA, has been on the podcast and there are three micro episodes. The middle one is all about 
like how to win with passive investing with your taxes. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that. Also, since I'm taking a little sidebar here for you, Conscious Investor, I want you to know that in the show notes, we're going to leave a link to a Google calendar I created. It is for virtual meetups. So no matter where you are, if you're like me, you're in a remote area, you can see like I think almost every day of the week, there is some type of virtual meetup opportunity available for you. So just want to make sure you know about those two amazing options. That is absolutely incredible, Kathy. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Now, did you have to guide your CPA through that process? Oh my gosh, that's a huge, huge t- thing for me. So, <laughs> it was a loaded question. I know. No, so many- <laughs> yes. Whenever I talk to investors, one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself is to make sure you engage the right tax advisor. And for me, I do absolutely engage a tax advisor that specializes in real estate because there's so many nuances within real estate and those nuances can really make an impact on your taxes. So yes, I engage a real estate specific CPA that can guide me and let me understand how I can strategize my investment portfolio so that I can best take advantage of the tax incentives that the government has already provided to us and wants us to take advantage of. So that's powerful. <laughs> it is so powerful. And I did, I knew that was a loaded question because investors I've worked with, oh my gosh, I mean, you've heard it. It's like they come back, they're like, oh, my CPA said I can't use this and I can't do that. And yes. I'll send a podcast episode or some type of support their direction to say most CPAs, they're not dealing with real estate material. This isn't their expertise. And so it's not that they're not great at their profession. It's just that this isn't their area of expertise. Let's find somebody that can help you or let's educate them. Like yeah, a couple options yeah. there. Yeah. And I think most generalists that are CPAs don't understand this area. And so if you are a real estate investor and have a generalist CPA, you can be missing out on significant tax savings. Because to your point, a lot of them don't really understand the ins and outs of bonus depreciation. It's not unheard of for them to not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying before, imagine if your take-home pay, you were taxed on $80,000 of your $100,000 investment, right? And for the income that's coming through, it's a lot of savings that you can be leaving on the table if you're not working with the right person. That's a whole lot of savings. That's where the snowball takes place. How long has this taken you to uh, get to this point in your investment journey? Yeah. So I started with multifamily three, four years ago, I want to say, but was doing single family before then and Mm -hmm. kind of, and when I say three to four years, that's actively, but before that in syndications, passively investing. Nice. Okay. When you were passively investing in syndications, how were you checking out the syndicators? What were some of the things that you were choosing to do? Yeah. So I like to get to know syndicators because I want to invest in people that I truly believe in, that that we have similar values that were aligned in the way that they do business. And so I will listen to, if they're on a podcast, I am certain that I will be listening to their podcast to understand how they analyze properties, where their mindset is at, how do they take care of their residents? Do they take care of their residents? Or is it all about money, right? And different syndicators operate different 
differently. And for me, yes, syndicators might earn more money if they're just data and business oriented, but I want someone that's a little bit more middle ground in terms of we might trade off a little bit of money, but we want to make sure that we're taking care of the people as well. And those are the ones that I gravitate towards. And so whether it's through podcasts, through conferences are a great way to meet a ton of syndicators at the same time. And just to hear their stories of what's important to them and what are they looking for and what they value. That's the type of thing that I like to look at. And then of course, I will subscribe to their newsletters to understand when their offerings are. And if I get pinged on them, I'll listen to their offering presentations to understand the ins and outs and details of each property to see if it's something that I would like to invest in. I love that. Oh gosh, you're so in line with the conscious investor. Anytime I'm speaking with an investor on the three keys investment side of my business, right? It's always relationship driven, like understanding who, who is this investor? And I always tell investors straight right out of the chute. Hey, we need to see if it's a good match for both of us. This isn't a one-sided thing because we have a culture here at Three Keys Investments and we put value our residents and we want to create quality experiences for them versus being slumlords. I, I refuse to just follow the numbers. Like the ethics behind it just break my heart. It's not ethical. It's not how I want to live life or how I want to invest. And so finding investors that also have that same thing is so critical to make sure that you're aligned because ultimately as a passive investor, and I'm speaking to you, conscious investor, as you're going down this path, you really do want people who are aligned because as a limited partner, you don't have voting rights. You're not the one that's at the ship making decisions. And that's the double-edged sword of being that passive investor. Hey, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to make the decisions, which is why you want to make sure that everyone that you are aligned with, they're more of an extension of, okay, this is my ethos. This is how this would be in line with probably they're going to make decisions in a way that I'm going to agree with. So it's similar to casting a vote. I hate to say it because it's not politics, but, you know, and I don't want to get political, but it's very similar. So always make sure that you do relationally align with whoever you're investing with. That's it. I love that. I love that. And as I've kind of grown in this passive income journey, I think what I gravitate towards also for syndicators is a lot of them initially might've started this to make sure that their families were financially stable and okay. But once they hit a certain point, I found that a lot of syndicators start understanding that they want impact, right? Impact in the sense of, because I've done well for myself, how can I help other people? And I love it when I find syndicators that do that. I want to support them too, so that they can in return, help their communities, help other people, their residents, whatever it might be. Yes. Creating the ultimate win. Gosh, I love it. Kathy, I just want to thank you so much. We're wrapping up right now, which feels so abrupt to me, but we do have to wrap up. Is there anything that you would say, you know what? I really want the passive investors, the conscious investor to understand or to know any gems, final gems? Yeah. I mean, I think for with passive income, it is such a critical piece to balancing and finding the journey that you would like to be on because you're no longer completely just reliant on a W-2. I mean, nothing wrong with a W-2. I Like even for me, I love working. But the thing is that with passive income, it comes freedom to do what's most important to you. Freedom to be able to know that should a potential layoff happen, you're going to be okay. Your family's going to be okay. You can go on and search for the next W-2 you want. But in, at the end of the day, you'll be able to know that you, your kids, 
whoever is in your life will be well taken care of. And I think that is critical. It's that peace of mind is really powerful. And I believe when we have peace of mind, we show it better in the world, just in general. It's less stressful. Yep. Gosh, I love it. Kathy, I'm so grateful. I'm just grateful. I'm always grateful to get to know people better through these podcast interviews, but you and I've interacted over on LinkedIn and I just feel like I want to know you better and what better way to do that than to have an interview. What's the best way for people to reach out and contact you? Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. So on LinkedIn, they can search for me by name, Catherine with a K and Jane, J-A-N-G. Fantastic. So make sure you go connect up literally connect as LinkedIn puts it with Catherine Jing. Okay. And make sure that you take care of that. We'll make sure that we have a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Conscious Investor, you are amazing. And remember that adventure belongs on the trail, not in your investing, right? And that really falls in line with this conversation. So I want you to make sure that as you are looking at your life, if you see some adventure that just feels unscrupulous, then make sure that you just side, like take care of it. So if that means figuring out how to invest passively, or if it means, hey, I need to level up my mindset, remember, we can serve you. So head over to our website, schedule a call to discuss your investment strategy to see if that's a good, if we can support you in that, or if you need a performance coach to help you level up in your profession or in your life, make sure that you schedule a strategy call for that. As always, live big, love bigger. Overwhelmed by apartment syndication, but want to learn more? Let me help you press the easy button. Head over to threekeysinvestments.com and download Syndication Made Simple. I explain simply how the process works, who's involved, and how you can get started today. You're smart, and with this simple guide, you'll be able to understand the process. Head over to threekeysinvestments.com and download Syndication Made Simple.